Hey guys, welcome in to the podcast today. My name is Ashton. Today it is April 14th. It is 2.42 right now, and today we are going to be talking about the recap of the national championship and how big of a blowout that was. And then also we're going to be talking about the Nets Big 3. I don't think I've talked about that yet on the podcast. And then also the Lakers, um, how their season is going as well. Um, and then Jamal Murray, his uh, injury, his torn ACL. I'll talk about that all and, and how I see uh, how I think the playoffs will play out from here on out. So today, recap of the national championship. If you didn't watch the blowout, well, good news, it was a, a blowout. Um, they pl- Gonzaga played Baylor, and Baylor just broke the brakes off of Baylor. Um, flip that around. Baylor broke the brakes off of Gonzaga. Um, so Baylor just kind of, they were in a zone from three, um, everybody was making shots. They couldn't really miss. You know, the NCAA tournament, it's one of those things where when you're clicking on all cylinders, you're most likely going to win the game as long as you're playing pretty good defense. And the Baylor's defense was swarming. And the offensive rebounds were clicking for them as well. If they weren't getting – if they were if they were not making any shots on the offensive end, they were getting the rebound. And Gonzaga looked like they were – uh, clowns for being there. Um, you know, it, they were the, uh, they were supposed, it was kind of like the, the, the Super Bowl in a way. Um, Gonzaga was the favorite. They were supposed to win that game. And you know how the Chiefs, they were most likely favored. You know, I said, uh, the Chiefs had one weakness, which was the tackles. Well, Gonzaga had a whole bunch of weaknesses just kind of pop up out of nowhere. Um, they weren't getting to offensive rebounds. Shots weren't falling. They were turning the ball over too much. Um, and it's just when those kind of things happen in a national championship game, I mean, it's it's a recipe for a blowout. So I wasn't really surprised. Um, guess what? Uh, the Big 12 now has a new national champion since 2008 in, in basketball, which the last team to win a national championship in basketball was, uh, for in the Big 12, that is, was KU in 2008. Probably should have won it last year, but I'm not going to get into that. And uh, Gonzaga, I mean, this is uh, another defeat by Gonzaga. Um, another tough, tough national championship loss. The last time they... Gonzaga was in the national championship. They faced Villanova. Villanova gave it to them handingly. Um, and v- Villanova, I would consider Villanova uh, a blue blood. Um, I heard from ESPN, I'm pretty sh- sure it was Seth Greenberg that said uh, Gonzaga should be a, a, a blue blood. I, and that's, uh, that's irregularly false. Um, they haven't won a national championship. That They were competing for their first national championship. Um, Gonzaga was. Um, Baylor uh, won its second national championship um, under um, in, in, in program history. They had won a national championship previous to uh, their, their current head coach. Um, it was under a different regime. And uh, 
I won't get into that, but um, so Baylor got its second basketball national championship. Gonzaga has zero to show for, um, and Gonzaga is just—they're kind of—they're uh, not—they're re- not really playing anybody in the regular season. Like, pretty much look who they played all the way up to the national, up to the uh, the tournament. They didn't really play anybody. Um, they well, they played I guess KU. That that was their only big game I, I, that I could see that they played. But KU, they had a down year by their by by their standards, I guess. So um, and uh, they're so anyways. Gonzaga is just they're they're full of themselves, thinking that they're gonna win the national. Uh, keep competing for the national championship and, and winning the national championship. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, it's it's one of those things. Um, so uh, Gonzaga, their their freshman player Jalen Suggs, uh, he had a really great Final Four. He he hit the game winner over UCLA. I was rooting for UCLA to win that game, but um, it didn't happen. And. Uh, Jalen Suggs hits a literal last-second game winner. And I was watching it with my family, and, and we all went crazy. I was like, okay, come on now. And uh, UCLA really gave uh, Gonzaga fits. Um, and they played – UCLA played the perfect game that they could that they could ask for. Gonzaga just had the ball last and hit the game-winning shot. And – so, uh, congrats on Baylor winning the national championship, and it will be your only national championship for quite a while, uh, is my guess, because I think KU's probably going to come back stronger than ever, and this is the first time I think that KU has pretty much had competition in the Big 12. Um, I mean, Baylor's been a, a number one seed for now for the last couple of years. They've been ranked as a number one seed a few times in the last five years. And, I mean, those teams never really amounted to anything. Um, They always got beat in in the tournament at some point. And uh, this team went all the way. And it's kind of a – it's COVID year, so it's kind of – it's one of those funky things. Like, who knows? Uh, If if they were to run that back – this upcoming season, I don't think they would win it, but you, you never know. It's college basketball. It's kind of you have to be hitting your stride at the right time, and and who knows? And and so it's it's one of those things. Um, so Baylor, congrats on, on the championship, and uh, I I'm gonna swing this over to now the Nets who is competing for an uh, an NBA championship as we speak. Um, I don't believe I've talked about the Nets' big three, the uh, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Um, They've all come together, and since my last podcast, they've probably have added uh, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, um, who uh, Blake Griffin... 
He was sitting out. He looked like he didn't want to be in Detroit, which, I mean, I don't blame him. He wasn't winning anything anyways in Detroit. So, uh, and then he looked like a completely different player. He hadn't dunked in two years. And all of a sudden now, he's dunking every chance he gets, which it's just kind of like, what? wait, hold up. What's going on? And, you know, they're, LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin went through the buyout market. So, basically, the, the teams bought out their contracts, and then they can choose where they want to go from there. And they both picked uh, New, the Brooklyn Nets. And so now it's just kind of like an arms race. How, how, many, how many grenade launchers can you get, pretty much? Or how many nukes can you can you collect before you, you win a national champion, uh, an NBA championship? And so, um, right now, that's kind of how the the Brooklyn Nets are, are are going. Is they're basically connecting every every nuke available on the market and just adding to their arsenal. Which, I mean, as a GM, you're you're doing your job by by getting the most and best talent. But for the rest of the league, it's kind of like, what the heck? This makes it one-sided. It's, it's kind of like the, the days of uh, the Golden State or I guess you could say the Miami Heat, even though I liked that era of the Miami Heat where LeBron and, and D-Wade and Bosh all played together. The reason why I like it so much because we didn't know if it was going to work. They kind of all came together. Um, in, in one season, it, it wasn't like they had cohesiveness going into this. Um, LeBron came over. They had to form an identity. They didn't know what they were going to be. So I, I kind of liked the intrigue of that, and I was kind of like – I was a, a LeBron James fan back in the day. I really was. And that was when I, I kind of really started watching the NBA. Um, and then when – KD was like, you know what, I'm going to make an even better move and go to Golden State. I didn't really like that move because the Warriors were already had an identity. They already knew what they were going to be. And it was just like adding a, a – it was like they already had nukes to the wazoo with Steph Curry, uh, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, and now you're adding – the biggest nuke of all, Kevin Durant, and it's just like how many nukes you need, and then I guess sent, uh, and they won all those championships for that. Uh, it was like they won two championships out of three years, and then um, and then KD goes to Brooklyn, and uh, last year they they didn't play. Kyrie Irving was out. Uh, Kevin Durant was out with his Achilles. James Harden was in Houston. Uh, Detroit still had uh, Blake Griffin. Uh, San Antonio Spurs still had LaMarcus Aldridge. And and now, all of a sudden, KD's healthy. Kyrie Irving's hitting his stride, looking like an MVP-type player. Same with James Harden. James Harden forces his way out of Houston to go to Brooklyn. And and now they're they're all hitting their strides, and they've only played like seven uh, seven games together, and we're, and we're like 
three-fourths of the way through the regular season now, or, or two-thirds to say. Um, like, we've already went through All-Star break, and, they have, and, and the big three have only played seven games together. Um, not all five players, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, they have played zero games together yet. Um, when all five of those players are on the floor, they've played zero games yet. And we're getting closer and closer to the, the NBA playoffs. And, that, and this is kind of where you're wanting to hit your stride. And basically, you're, uh, it's, uh, so basically, right now, it's kind of like a, a team chemistry kind of thing. Like, when are we, we going to see it? Like, we, you guys need reps together. And so, right now, it's kind of all hairy as of right now with the team chemistry. And uh, right now, what's also hairy is uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are out uh, for uh, the Lakers. But Anthony Davis will be coming back in, in the next coming weeks. And LeBron James will, will be coming back about a month from now. Anthony Davis, like... He could come back either now or two to three weeks from now. It's it's up in the air. Um, and right now, the the Lakers they're five hundred without um, both of these guys in the lineup. They've gone twelve and tw- uh, actually they're a game above five hundred if I remember correctly because they played last night against the Hornets. And so they're thirteen and twelve right now. And so. Uh, Things uh, they've kept the 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 boat afloat, as you could say. Um, they haven't completely crumbled um, in the Western Conference, where you have player, where you have teams like Denver that are that are on the come up, Phoenix that are on the come up, Utah that's on the come up, come up, um, the Clippers, uh, the the Mavericks, uh, the Grizzlies. They're in the playoff hunt. Oh my gosh, my Grizzlies are in the playoff hunt. Let's go. Um, and so, last last time I checked, the Grizzlies were an eighth seed, so I'm happy about that. And uh, so right now, it's kind of uh, you're wanting to get those players back ASAP, um, and basically for them to hit their stride. The Lakers uh, got Andrew Bynum, who was off the uh, the buyout market. He was in Cleveland, and basically. Um, He's now he was given the the starting role for the the Lakers because Mark Gasol was there, but he hasn't been really playing all that well. Andre Drummond, he's a a twenty point guy, a fifteen rebound kind of guy. He's he's all hustle. That's all he ever does, he, and and that's how he gets his points and he, how he gets his buckets, and so. Right now, that's a, a great addition, and he also brings a little bit of defense to that as well, um, blocking shots and, and whatnot. And so um, that's that's something that the Lakers kind of needed. They needed a little bit of size, and, and, and that's how they kind of dominate the game is, is they use their size. Like the, in the playoffs last year, that's how they, they dominated uh, throughout the the Western the Western Conference and into the NBA Finals. That's that's how they dominated. Uh, that they had bigger and better size than you, and they were going to use that to their advantage. And right, 
and and that's kind of working out for them right now. And uh, I, I would like to see uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron come back better, stronger, and better um, coming off these these injuries. It, it looked like Anthony Davis had almost torn his Achilles, and uh, it, he he hadn't. Uh, I think it was like a calf strain or something, and he's taken just a lot of time off uh, just to get healthy again. Uh, LeBron, he rolled his ankle, it looked like, um, and it was kind of a nasty injury. It was it was kind of like, oh, okay. And so you look at that and, and you go, LeBron, take the time that you need. And so um, right now the, the Lakers are getting healthy and uh, – Sadly to say, the the Nuggets lost their their star, um, Jamal Murray, uh, tore his uh, ACL earlier. Um, it was like I believe yesterday that was confirmed, and uh, he, so he's going to be out for the season. And it, the the Nuggets just got Aaron Gordon, who was going to be that that piece on top that was going to get them o- potentially over the hump of of the Lakers if, if they were to run into him into the uh, Western Conference or, or anybody in the Western Conference. And Jamal Murray was kind of like that. He kind of – he had these spurts and moments of, like, going off for, like, 50-point games in, in like, 40-point games in the playoffs last year. And we were expecting him to pretty much do that again in the playoffs this year. Well, now we're not going to see it. It's kind of – you. Basically, I feel like people are going to write off the Nuggets, even though the Nuggets still are, are a really good team. They have Aaron Gordon. They still have Michael Porter Jr., who's really good. Um, they have Will Barton, who who they didn't have last year, and and he's kind of that he's kind of that glue guy that that um, he's he can get you fifteen to twenty points a night, and you know you have. Uh, JaVale McGee, who's back with the Nuggets, um, some size down low, and Joker uh, Jokic. He, he's gonna he's gonna do what he does. He's gonna get guys involved, and and he's gonna put up buckets himself. And so, all that um, for the Nuggets is kind of it's detrimental to him. Um, it's they're probably not gonna get to the finals, but. I can say that they'll pro- they'll make it's a tough out for them in the first round for whoever they go, they go against. I mean they're not going to go away easy, and and Michael Porter Jr. he's the real deal this year. He's he's coming out like I thought he would, and you all remember me saying that last year. I I, I said Michael Porter Jr. Watch out, he's going to do something. He didn't do it last year, but he's. He's really progressed this year, and he's really showing out the player that I thought he would be. He just needs to get a little bit better IQ. I remember one game, he had a literal, it was a game against the Wizards, and there was three guys that went to uh, the three-point line. Jamal Murray was trying to get him a wide, he had a wide, Michael Porter Jr. had a wide open layup. Jamal Murray was just going to pass it to him, and, and he could have dunked it, and the game would have been over. The Wizards would have lost. And and instead, uh, Michael Porter Jr., out when he went to the three-point line, and so did two other guys. And uh, they gave it to 
a, a guy, I don't even know his name, and he shot the ball and, and he missed it. And, and it was a bad miss, too. Uh, and he overshot it. And uh, it and that's how the game ended was Michael Porter Jr. was like, oh, I was supposed to go to the hole. Like, I was supposed to drop. I was supposed to go right under the basket and, and get an easy bucket and and win the game. And it, it was one of those moments where you, you just kind of like, you slap your head like, what are you doing? It's it's one of those like J.R. Smith moments. It's almost, it's almost that. It's almost that. Like, what were you doing, J.R.? If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, J.R. Smith, um, in the, the uh, first, it was like the first game of the finals. LeBron had put up like 50 points. He, uh, George Hill, he was at the free throw line. He shot it. He missed it. J.R. Smith got the rebound. He could have put it up right there. I think he probably would have gotten blocked by Kevin Durant, but the at least attempt the shot. And J.R., he didn't shoot it. He kind of forgot how much time was left on the clock, and he took it all the way up to the half court, and didn't realize there was, like, one sec. So there was, like, when George Hill shot the free throw, there was probably, like, three or four seconds left left in the game, and he and he ran, like, three and a half seconds left off the game. Um, he, he ran those off the clock by taking it up to the half court, and LeBron's like, what are you doing? And then he saw, passed it to, to George Hill in the corner, and, and George got blocked, and... It, and they went into overtime, and and that was kind of the LeBron was trying to get off to that series, and uh, he was trying to steal Game One, and you could see LeBron was was down on himself. He was like, "Man, that was our shot, and and now we're not going to win this game." And and they didn't win it in overtime, and so, anyways, it's it was that Michael Porter Jr. moment. It's kind of like one of those moments. It didn't have that much weight on it because it was a regular season game, but it was like, come on, man, you, you got to pay attention. You got to have the IQ of, of knowing what you're doing out there. And so, um, anyways, that's kind of what I was referring to, if you didn't know. But um, anyways, that's kind of what I see. And so I, now I'm going to give my overview um, since, since this has changed things a little bit in my perspective. Um of the Nuggets and and as the Western Conference playoffs as a whole, um, it's most likely going to be the the Lakers and the Clippers in, in the Western Conference Finals. I was going to have the Lakers in the and uh, the Nuggets and be in the Western Conference Finals, but the loss of Jamal Murray kind of blew that blew that open. So I see the uh, the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And I'll go ahead and give my Eastern Conference Eastern Conference Finals picks while I'm at it, too. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets and the 76ers. Um, so my finals is obviously going to be Brooklyn and the Lakers. And I actually predict that the Nets are going to win, mainly because I think they just have too many nukes on that team, even though they... Anthony, LeBron has Anthony Davis and uh, Andre Drummond, which those are pretty good nukes. But um, 
it's it's not going to be enough to overcome uh, the Nets, which the Nets. Uh, I'm so I've been listening to a lot of Stephen A. And, and Stephen A. makes a pretty good point. The you you could give up the the Nets could give up 120 points and still win defensively or and still win the game because they are so great offensively. They have LeBron. They the Nets have Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Kevin Durant, and those are the their three main guys that are going to score, and they could pro they could probably average in the playoffs 150 points if they wanted to, so and that's now that's that's my guess for right now. That can be fluid, um, things can change. Kevin Durant could tor- tear an Achilles. I don't know. I don't predict it, but who knows? And, and th- so th- right now things are fluid. This isn't definite but um yeah so i would love to hear your guys's opinions on this and uh challenge me on 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 your basketball knowledge and so um i think that the nets would win in a seven game series um i I say that the series would go seven as of right now um but let me know what let, let me know what you guys think um send me dms if if need be, and uh, I'd love to talk to you guys about this. And so um, that's going to do it for our my podcast today, and thank you for joining in and listening. Um, I am on YouTube. I am on Spotify, so um, it's the Ashton Baker Podcast. Uh, you can uh, look it up on YouTube or on Spotify. It, pop, that, it should be the only Ashton Baker Podcast, so... Um, uh, if there if there's another one, let me know. But um, anyways, that's that's all I got for you guys today. Um, thank you for listening in, and I will see you guys next time.